We've got a Vegas Golden Knights heavy episode today here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. A Jack Eichel eye roll, uh, playoff probabilities that are near zero. Also, an update on Lindy Ruff out in New Jersey. And uh, we'll sprinkle in some Sabres along the way, as we should, here in the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase flying solo on the show today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe us on our YouTube channel. And uh, shoot us a follow. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter. Uh, the podcast account is at Lockdown Sabers. Jordan Hanskin's account at JR Hanskin. We are going to get to some Sabers in today's show and also a little bit on the New Jersey Devils. Lindy Ruff, there's an update on his coaching future in Jersey. So that's coming up a little bit later on if you haven't seen that. But Vegas, right? Today's about. Vegas. The Sabres are off. They've been off for a couple of days. They're not playing again until Thursday night, uh, hosting the Boston Bruins, at the Boston Bruins, actually. Uh, So we've got a little bit of time here. So why not just bask in the glory of the Vegas Golden Knights having a 1.6% chance to make the postseason? 1.6% after a thrilling back-and-forth game with the Dallas Stars on Tuesday night, Wednesday night. What's today? I can't get the I can't get the date right. Uh, Tuesday night, where it's a two-two game. Dallas ties it. Robertson in the third period. They go to overtime. It's back and forth, two on ones, breakaways, and then stupid NHL. You know we've got a, a important game in the standings for the playoffs that is being decided by a skills competition. They go to the shootout. All right, and no scores for the first seven rounds until finally. Dallas gets one in the back of the net. Uh, I believe uh, Logan Thompson, the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, had stopped every shot up until then. He was playing great. He got a collision in overtime. I felt bad for him. I'm not going to lie. I felt bad for Logan Thompson of Vegas because he had a hell of a game to try to keep them in that. But Eichel, Jack Eichel, is going to miss the playoffs for a seventh consecutive season and it's been it's been interesting I thought you know I thought I might be kind of by myself when I was hate watching them right after the Sabres and Golden Knights game not by myself but I didn't think I didn't think we'd be paying this much attention to it but look at Sabres Twitter Sabre fans are paying attention to the Golden Knights what their status is in the standings what they need to make the playoffs and the results of their games uh, day to day here. And last night it felt like we were all watching that game. I was watching it on ESPN plus on my phone, but it felt like we were all watching that game. We were all watching Vegas and Dallas, and we were all rooting for one thing. We are, we're mad. We're still mad. We're mad at a guy. Not for me. It's maybe for different reasons. Maybe some people are still just hate watching Eichel because he was the face of a franchise of face of the worst, uh, era in Sabres hockey ever. But I think, I think Eichel's return definitely accelerated or amplified 
the the amount in which he is a villain because he would not have been a villain to me. I I thought he had every right to want out of this situation. I thought if I were him, I would want out of this situation. And I defended him repeatedly on wanting to get out of here and thinking, of course, he would want to get out of here. He would, you would, you wouldn't think you would criticize his will to win if he didn't want to leave Buffalo after six seasons. But it's become more and more clear that's not all it was. So I backed off defending him. And then when he made his post-game comments and he was a little baby after the Sabres beat him in Buffalo when he was just a, a crying baby, you know, I changed. I went from defending him to – it's going to kind of lay off to, oh, man, you suck. You, I hope you miss the playoffs. And hate watching them, villainizing him. And I think that's where we all are right now. We are all at that that one place. We're all in that common place with Jack Eichel. And the best part is, as they've kind of fallen down here, it's one literally happened since he debuted. When he debuted for the Golden Knights, they were second place in the Pacific Division. They were second in their division. They have been, they're 14 and 17 since he debuted. Now they're going to miss. And they're even worse, by the way, since he played that game in Buffalo. And he's not been good as of late. The last five games, these have been important games that Vegas has needed big production from him. And they have needed points to be able to make the postseason. One win. Two wins would have made all the difference. Two wins, and they'd be over 50%. If you just flip two of those games, they'd be over 50% to make the playoffs. But instead, they're 1%, 1.6%. And in those five games in the last two weeks, Jack Eichel, one lowly assist. That's it. One apple. Last night, he did have one against Dallas. That was it. He had gone four games without a point. In fact, their previous game before the Dallas game, he had, I think a 6% expected goals for percentage, 6%. He was not even playing well possession wise. He wasn't getting scoring chances. He wasn't getting shot attempts. I think he had one shot attempt in that game. He did play a little bit better in the Dallas game, but still, I didn't think he played well against Dallas. I didn't think Michael played well turnovers all over the place. You know, not a lot of building up speed. Eichel looking as looking like I would have expected an old Jack Eichel to look, using his body, almost the way Yager played at the end, not knowing that he couldn't really outskate anybody. So what would Yager do? Yager would post up. He would post up. He would stick his butt out. He would use his frame, and he would hold you off. He was so strong in his stick, and he would just say, I don't have to move. I'm just going to hold you off with one arm, and you're not going to touch me. That's kind of how Eichel was playing against Dallas and in the game before that. And, like, that's not when Eichel's at his best. Eichel is at his best when he's flying through the neutral zone at a million miles an hour, using his skating, using his speed. And I don't see that out of him right now. I see him slowing up, using his body, kind of trying to post up. And that was causing him because he's not – I don't think that's – I'm not saying he can't be good at that. He's got a long stick, too, as we remember – that was causing turnovers. Dallas was like, okay, good. I don't want you skating through. Stop. I hope you stop. I'll out muscle you. I'll take the puck away from you. I'll get help from my defender. And there were turnovers all over the place. 
last night from Jack Eichel. He made some good plays that gave his teammates opportunities to end it, but it didn't happen. Logan Thompson played good. Jake Odger, uh, the goaltender for the Dallas Stars. I mean, he was, to me, the number one star of the game. He was unbelievable in that game. So great job by him because I thought he was the hero. Vegas had multiple opportunities at the end to win it. William Carlson had a glorious chance that hit his pad and just missed the net. It could have so easily been a win for Vegas, but instead it's a shootout loss for the Golden Knights who now sit with 91 points in 80 games. And after the game, now Chad Dedeminisis has pointed out there is another video of there's another video of Jack Eichel and Logan Thompson after the game where Eichel's kind of giving him a pep talk. So keep that in mind that this video is very out of context, but it is fun just to look at. Jack Eichel, for our YouTube audience, rolling his eyes after the loss to Dallas. Oh, couldn't you just watch that on on a loop? I know that it's been, it's been taken out of context and that there is another video of Eichel talking to Logan Thompson, propping him up, giving him a pep talk and being, you know, looking like looking like he's trying to be the leader guy that nobody in Buffalo thinks that he is. Uh, and I still don't think he is as much as much maybe as I once thought, but I do think he is still a little bit. Um, the eye roll, though, right? We don't care about any of that right now. We we want to be illogical. We want to be illogical right now, hating him. That eye roll, I mean, that is just the epitome of what you want to think of Jack Eichel, that he is just, he is done. I mean, put, put that on a poster right here. Put that on a poster. Jack Eichel rolling his eyes. Ah, oh, so good. People are having fun with that. Uh, have fun with it because he's the villain. He's the villain right now. The number one Sabre villain. I ranked him, I think, is my number two Sabre villain all time uh, the, other, the other day with Jordan. So now what does Vegas need to make the playoffs? They need to win their final two games. That, that, that is, they have to. There is no way around it. They have to win their final two games. They're not mathematically eliminated. They have to beat Chicago. That game is in Vegas. And then they have to win at St. Louis, who is the hottest team in the Western Conference. So beat Chicago and beat St. Louis in St. Louis. Then they need Dallas to lose their last two games in regulation versus Arizona and versus Anaheim. So they need to win their final two and they need Dallas to lose their final two in regulation. And given the Dallas plays the worst team in hockey in the Arizona Coyotes, and then another bad team in the Anaheim Ducks, very, very, very unlikely that they're even going to get the Dallas end of that. So that's why they're at 1.6%. They're not mathematically eliminated, but it would be stunning if they made the playoffs at this point. Jody Biasi in here on the Lockdown Savers podcast will come back, talk a little bit about what's going on with Lindy Ruff in New Jersey, and also um, just a little update on the Savers. Really nothing's been happening in the last couple of days that's uh, worth updating on the beginning of the week. So uh, we'll come back with that here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. Anyone still sticking to their New Year's resolutions? I'm still going with keto, and Built Bar is an integral part of keto for me. I mean, it's my breakfast every day, and it also is my substitute for my sweet tooth because it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do keto is not even necessarily to lose weight. I just wanted to cut the sugar out. I mean, I, I eat candy and cookies and ice cream and just like I have a massive, massive sweet tooth. 
And I wanted to cut back on that. I wanted to cut back on the sugar. And Built Bar is like, because even, I got to have something. I got to have something. Even if it's like the artificial sweeteners or whatnot that like some of those like other products have. Like I need something. Built Bar is just like, it is like eating a candy bar. It really is my saving grace for sticking with keto and getting to this point to where I've been doing it now for almost three months. And Built Bar has been, again, a huge part of that. I love the, the the brownie chunk uh, bars, whether it's the the coconut brownie chunk or the mint brownie chunk. Just you get those pieces of it in the bar. I like the cookie dough too. It's the same thing. They got the actual pieces of cookie dough underneath the chocolate. They're all 100% covered in chocolate. They're low calorie. They're high protein as well, which helps out. That's why I'm able to be, add that as my only thing for breakfast. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Just use the code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We're also brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. I had a parlay the other day at Bet Online on the Grizzlies-Timberwolves game that I hit on. That'll keep you going for another month. You hit on one parlay. You might lose the next five, but that that, that high of that one parlay will keep you going for the next uh, the next month. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Let's uh, take let's fly out to New Jersey for a second here. Greg Wyshynski of ESPN tweets out that he would like or that he thinks it's 50-50. 50-50 that Lindy Ruff gets fired with the New Jersey Devils. Our, our old friend, Lindy Ruff, our favorite coach, uh, he is in tough and for good reason. 89, or excuse me, 49 and 86 is his record uh, with the Dallas Stars in the last two seasons. So, I mean, the record is really, really, really bad. Now, Wyshynski goes on to say the staff will be evaluated after the season. I've had NHL sources tell me they think Lindy is cooked, but there are two reasons that I think he could return in 2022, 23. Greg thinks there's two reasons he thinks he could return. The devils like what Ruff's done in developing young players like Jesper Bratt and Jack Hughes, who I'm told is a Lindy fan. Also they reckon, by the way on that Lindy adapting over time. He was never a young players guy, right? Van getting into it with Vanek and Stafford, but like, all right, G- Jack Hughes is a fan of Lindy. Like he's come a long way developing young talent like that. Wyshynski continues. Also, the Devils recognize that coaches are usually as good as their goaltending, and NJD has been in save percentage basement in Ruff's two seasons. One year deal left. One year left on his deal. We shall see. So, does he stick around? The record's bad. Wyshynski seems to think there's reason to believe he'll stay, but sources think that he's that he's done for. Whatever happens, I just hope he gets into the top five in all-time coaching wins before the end of the season. I've been maybe 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 it's not even that important to him. Maybe it's not important to a lot of people. I, I it's a maybe it's important to me and only me. That's my coach. You know, that's the guy I grew up with as the Sabres head coach. I met him. He's awesome and to meet in person. You know, he's he was a part of the community. 
And he was a good coach. I always thought he was a great coach. You know, adapting – the way he's adapting that with young players. He adapted to his team style. 99, you know, Dominic Hasek's your best player. We're going to play gritty. We're going to lock it up. We're going to win 2-1 to one with Hasek as our best player. Then 05-06 and 06-07, you got this fun, fast scoring team. Let's open up the floodgates. Let's be the number one scoring team in the league. They were that in 06-07. Then 2010, we're back to having our goaltenders and best player in Ryan Miller. All right, let's lock it up again. Like I always felt like he was very adaptable as a coach. And obviously, like he was fiery on the bench. He would get into it with Brian Murray or the referees. So I've always rooted for him. And I'm I hope that he gets in the top five. I want Lindy to be one of the five winningest coaches in NHL history. And he's currently tied with L Arbor for fifth all time. He needs one more win. And he's lost four in a row, three in a row. They play two more games. That's it. He's got two more. He might only have two more opportunities. He could have, he could get next year with the Devils. Uh, very possibly. 50-50, Greg says. But if he doesn't get next year with the Devils, it's hard for me to see him getting another head coaching job, which means he's got two more chances to to clear, be on his, be on his own for fifth all-time in wins. At Carolina, they're, gonna, they're a severe underdog in that game. But then home Detroit, who they did just lose to a couple days ago. Get one of those two. One of those two. And I'll be happy to see Lindy uh, be a top five winningest coach in NHL history. Not much update on the Sabres. I guess we're waiting around to see if the Amherst get officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, if they do, and it seems like that's going to happen, then maybe we get Jack Quinn, JJ Paterka, Ukapeka Lukanen for the, the final, maybe the final game of the season. I don't think they'll be here tomorrow, tomorrow to play against Boston, uh, but maybe the final game of the season will feature Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka. So we're kind of just waiting around on that. So it stinks that the Amherst aren't going to make the playoffs, but uh, that's, that's where they're at. All right. Thanks everybody for listening today to the locked on Sabres podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen locked on NHL. The playoffs are ramping up. Go check out locked on NHL, which I used to co-host the guys do a great job there. Sarah Evan as well. Rachel Donner,